Welcome to Baseball and Whatever with your host Justin McAwee and Vince Jankwitz. Hey everybody, uh, it's not like this isn't the first time I'm doing this right now, but uh, it is Baseball and Whatever. I hope everyone is doing well. Um, episode 97, hope everyone's doing good. Thank you for bearing with us. If you are not listening on YouTube that heard this already in the last four minutes, um, thank you very much. Vinny was was busy working and had a lot going on, so we took a week off, which was kind of nice, and we are back. We're refreshed. We're rejuvenated. It's episode 97. This week is a banger. It's a doozy. Uh, first off, we're going to talk Mandalorian season finale, season three. We're going to talk. We have some sound clips from our very first two episodes where Vinny, Greg, and I started off, and you are going to laugh your butts off if you want to check those out. Uh, and then lastly, in honor of the Super Mario movie that came out a couple weeks ago and supposedly is on track to make a billion dollars, which is insane to me. Um, That's we are gonna We are going to rank our top five Mario video games of all time. We had a ton of people write in on this one, so we will share all those out. Um, so before we get started, though, if you'd like to write into the show, if you'd like to say, hey, you guys suck. The first four minutes of the YouTube version was a train wreck. Uh, feel free to actually. No, don't don't do that. Don't write in. I know. I don't want to. Please do tell yeah. us. I mean, all right. But no, I don't know. I, I mean, if, you're, if you're listening to the audio version on your phone, uh, it's going to sound like the amazing audio that it normally is. At least I hope. Um, all right. So if you want to write in, though, and tell us how bad we are, feel free. You can reach us in a variety of ways. YouTube.com slash baseball, whatever. Tweet us at baseball and what Instagram at baseball, and whatever TikTok at baseball, and whatever email the show baseball, and whatever gmail.com. Find us on your podcast app of choice because we're on all of them. And lastly, feel free to shoot us a text and say you suck or leave us a voicemail at one at 913-808-3278. That number again is one 913-808-FART. <laughs> Vinny, I've noticed that when I say that there's a there's a brief pause. Why is that? Because I have to hit the button. <laughs> okay, just making sure that is a that is that is a inside joke um, amongst the family from this past weekend. I'd like to be a part of one someday. All right. Anyway, there we go. <laughs> We're batting a thousand, and I just realized no one's in here because I forgot to tweet out the link again. All right, um, Vinny, tell us. We start off the show famous ninety sevens because we're doing episode ninety seven. Who in Chicago sports wore 97? I know there's no Hawks. I know there's no Cubs. I believe there's a White Sox, but I don't know who. And I'm sure no White Sox. No, 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 no bulls. Only the the Bears. Bears? Who are the Bears that wore number 97? You can't guess anybody. Come on. Can you give me a position? Give me a position. Defense. (laughs) Thanks. Uh, uh, Defensive line. Oh. Ted Washington. Nope. He was last week. Oh, I thought I thought it was Keith Trailer. Keith Trailer was last wasn't last. Oh, maybe week it was either. Keith Trailer. Yeah. I always forget confused those two guys because they played at the same time. Um Lineman. Oh, oh, oh. No, Julius Peppers was ninety. Um mm-hmm. what year was this? Was this recent? I mean, from eighty seven to two thousand twenty three, yes, there have been players that have worn ninety seven. <laughs> Ah, uh, hold on. Let me think. 97, 97. There was a lineman. Uh, lots of linemen. Uh, lots of linemen. I, I got nothing. I'm 
I have no idea. Chris it, Zorch it, like, is probably the most notable one. Oh, I just, I remember the picture of his head steaming. I remember that being in Sports Illustrated for kids. His head was always like mm. smoking or steaming during the games when it was really cold. Yes. I think I have a, had a football card of him where he was dressed like Zorro. Oh, really? It was really? like a, yeah, it was, it's a pretty silly one. Um, Mark Anderson wore 97. Yes, I, I do recall Mark Anderson. Okay. Was Willie he Young, good, was he? Willie Young, he was. Pre- Mark Anderson, I think, has the most sacks, uh, the Bears' record for most sacks for a rookie. Oh, he okay. in his rookie season, he had twelve sacks, and he was uh, defensive rookie of the year or runner-up for defensive rookie of the year. But yeah, he had twelve sacks. I think that's a um, a Bears' record, rookie record. Um, okay. Okay. Yeah, he was all right. I mean, he kind of fell off. He never was able to do that again with the Bears. And then he had, in 2011, played for, um, I think it was, is that New England, 2011? What is that? Okay. Uh, NWE. I don't. W. Oh, yeah, New England Patriots. I don't know why oh, it's NW. NWE. Yeah. I just remember but it's NWE. E. Yeah, he had 10 sacks. I don't know why there's a. I guess new N-E-W, but that's kind of weird. Uh, but he had 10 sacks with them in 2011. Um, okay. Yeah, who else? Nick Williams wore it. Um, Landon Collins. Michael Haynes. The great Michael Haynes, who was one of the many busts during the, uh, I was going to say Jim Hendry era, but um, that's not it. <laughs> who's the, who's the uh, GM? Uh, Phil Emery? No. No, what was this? Uh, Jerry Angelo. Jerry, oh, yeah. W- yeah, with Dick Duran, right? Yep. Nick okay. Williams. Let's see. They have two Nick Williams. I don't know why. I don't think it's the same. No, two different guys by the name of Nick Williams wore 97, and it was one wore it in 2019 and one wore it from 20. 20- in 2018 so okay yeah really confusing um yeah not the same person uh but the same exact spelling of their name uh mario edwards wore it and taco charlton uh uh recently wore it and then last year a guy by the name of donovan jeter who is let's see here he's a second cousin to Derek jeter actually okay believe it or not I did not. I don't know. know. That. I'm well, just kidding, Justin. <laughs> ah, you're doing. That's your bit. That's your thing. That's what you do. That is my thing. Um, is yeah, but that is so, it for 97s. All right, very nice. Um, okay, well, I guess that wraps up. Uh, 97s, like you said. <laughs> okay, sorry, <laughs> trying to do too many things at once here. Okay, um, I guess we might as well go to our emails, tweets, and YouTube comments. Uh, Vinny. Take it away. Do we have any? All right, let's get this thing started with the What's New With You segment. How you doing? Where Justin and Vinny give you their random thoughts and reviews on any TV, movies, or video games they saw this week, as well as their thoughts on just about anything. What are you up to? And of course, their great takes. I love it! Their bad takes. That's terrible. No, sir. I didn't like it. And their hot takes. Is it me, or does it smell like up dog in here? What's up, dog? Nothing much. What's up with you? All righty. And hey, on a positive, Vinny, 
it's picking up this week. Zencaster's picking up your audio and the soundboard, so that's a plus. All right. Nice. Uh, okay. So what's new with you, Vinny? The first thing you have on the docket here is the Arnold Road Maintenance Worker. And I want to say you were trying to explain this to me uh, when we got together for our late Easter this past weekend. So tell me about it. Yeah, so uh, this would have been a two-parter story. This would have been, if we would have had the show last week, it would have been one part, and then I would have had a follow-up to the story. But Arnold Schwarzenegger last week was in the news uh, for fixing a pothole. And if you listen to this podcast, two weeks ago, we did our top five. So it was perfect that we did our top five Arnold Schwarzenegger movies. And then right after the power of the podcast, Arnold's back in the news uh, for doing humanitarian work and fixing a pothole in L.A. Um, I don't know if you've uh heard or seen but they've had tremendous amount of rain out in la Mm -hmm. in california and the pothole situation is um i I can't think of the word but it's it's becoming uh and it's dire dire or an endemic or is it epidemic or i I don't know i believe and Endemic? Endemic? I don't, I don't, I don't know. know. But, yeah, I think um, but it, it, it's a big problem out there. I'll just use the the little vocabulary I have. It's a big problem out there. And um, and L.A., the county can't fix all the potholes at once because there's too many of them. And they don't. I don't think they have a big enough uh, workforce to do that. So Arnold was out fixing a pothole. Um, and the news, uh, there's a news crew out there, obviously filming him because he was once the governor. He's a movie star and he's out there doing humanitarian work for his neighborhood. Come to find out that what he was fixing was a utility trench. Um, I guess they were doing utility work. And um, that was the that that was after the they did the news story. Then the L.A. County came out and said that he shouldn't have been fixing it because it was a utility trench and that they were doing work uh, on the road and he should have left it alone. But then Arnold then rebuttaled back saying, that, yes, it was a utility trench. It was fixed in January. You guys still haven't done anything. I fixed that and I fixed another pothole for you guys. You're welcome, pretty much. So awesome. Arnold Schwarzenegger's out there doing doing the work for the people, um, just a man of the people. And, the people. and yeah, it, it it's you know nice to see that, you know, big celebrity is not, you know, not above, you know, getting his hands dirty and yeah hard labor uh, i know we mentioned when we did our arnold episode i talked about i wanted to read his book i think it came out in 2012 it was called total recall he's got another book where he talks about like it's coming out i think the i want to say may or july may june or july and it's all about him just kind of like what characteristics what kind of things he's learned in life that's kind of helped him be successful so it sounds very interesting i also think it's cool that he also narrates it if you get like the audible audio version of it so i'd be kind of curious just to listen to him talk uh because i don't know i love doing that voice even though my 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 (laughs) very very bad um but yeah i he is just he seems like a cool dude um i enjoy i follow him on twitter it's kind of funny when he posts videos he's got like a donkey and like one of those pony horses that doesn't really grow and they just kind of walk around his house i don't know who cleans up after him but um like a little sebastian yeah it's like a little sebastian and he's got a donkey yeah and they just kind of hang out (laughs) they walk around he also has a newsletter and a a daily email talking about like different fitness regimens you can do it from home to like try and get back in shape which i know i've i'm trying it's not working but um yeah 
So, um, yeah, good job. Way to go, Arnold. Thank you for doing your civic duty, I guess. Um, all right, next thing. Vinny, there's a show. I'm assuming this is a show on Paramount+. Plus. It's called Rabbit Hole. Is this the one with Kiefer Sutherland? It is, yes. Uh, uh, what do you, just what do you started... tell me about it? Tell me yeah, I just it. started watching it this week. It's it's a really good show. I'm not the biggest Kiefer Sutherland fan. He's all right in my book. Um, you know, 24, I know my sister's big into oh 24. Gosh, she loves it. And I, I like like the first couple seasons and it got like super hokey and it's like, okay, this is, and it's kind of like that. He's not a, um, you know, like a, a secret agent or anything like that. Like he is in 24, but he's, you know, a super smart guy. He, um, there's like a, a, like a, you know, a international cabal that he's trying to, um, kind of that's coming after him for whatever reason and, um, make it look like he's a killer. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's really good. It's really thrilling. There's a lot of, there's a lot of like, kind of like, sleight of hand going on in the show you think it's one thing and then something else happens um there's some good comedy in it he's you know he's he's actually really good for the role i do actually like his character um yeah so i recommend if you have the opportunity you have paramount plus to give that a watch because it's it's pretty good so far i'm three episodes in i think three or four um kind of hard to keep track but it's it's good so far I will have to, we don't have Paramount Plus, but I'll have to, maybe we'll sign up for the free trial to give that a look. I know, you're, like you said, your sister loves all things Kiefer Sutherland. We watched, yep. I had never watched 24. And then when we started dating, that was when like they brought 24 back for maybe like one or two seasons. I don't know if you recall that. Um, mm-hmm. I don't I don't know if the full cast came back. And I enjoyed those last couple seasons. Those were the only two seasons I watched. And then I still remember us sitting at her apartment and she's like, all right, we're going to start from the beginning. And we started 24 from the beginning. And I don't know if it was just like, it looked so old, even though it wasn't really that yeah. old. But like, you know what I mean? Like Kiefer's running around in blue jeans at one point. I'm like, he looks, this looks like it's straight out of the 90s. Granted, I know it wasn't a 90s show, but yeah. um, it was just, it was kind of hard to go from that to what we were just experiencing when it was all like high def and all that stuff. So I'm like, I'm good. And I kind of fell off it. She also tried to get me to watch. Oh, what's the what's the two with the two brothers in jail? Prison break. Prison break. Yep. She lo- she always wants me to watch that show. And I'm like, oh, I'm good. I don't need to watch that. But uh, is that I show still on or is no, 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 no. I think. OK, she's got I was going to say he's got like the box set somewhere over there, I think. So I watched the f- the first season was really good. And then they got out of prison. And I'm like, OK, I'm. the show's Uh, over with they don't change the name of the show that's false advertising at that point Um, exactly all right should we get to the mandalorian recap here oh i think i think we should all right you want me to play the spoiler since we're okay oh that's not it (laughs) all right there's there's the spoiler that's the like i think that's like the imperial death star siren alarm the siren yeah all right the alarm um vinny i'm gonna let let you you take it away tell me what are you thinking where does this rank for you amidst the other shows are you happy with where it's going are you good sad angry mad what do you got i thought it was 
Cool. It was really good. They should have killed somebody off that was more meaningful than Moff Gideon than killing off the bad guy. Mm-hmm. Um, it would have been, yeah, it would have been nice if, you know, it would have been nice, but it would have been, I think, more impactful had Din Jaren died or Bo-Katan died. You know, like if Bo-Katan had to like, you know, sacrifice herself to save Din and Grogu, that would have been, I think, kind of like more epic. The fact that she didn't, they all survived. Obviously, you figured Grogu was going to, you know, save them with his the Force, which I thought was really cool. That's cool. Um, I, like I thought that, he was... Yeah. I thought he was going to pretty much take out those three uh, shadow guard. Uh, what, what are those yeah, guys? Are they, I don't. Uh, they gave him some name in the new tr- the pra- Praetorian guards. I think they called them. I okay, know. I thought he was going to like force like throw them around the room when he got <laughs> separated. Um, but it was still still really good. Um, you know, solid episode. Uh, again, you know, the show's just a solid show around all around. Uh, but. There was just a few things in it, like uh, Moff Gideon telling him, "Oh, I'll track him down," and then they get to the they get to where he just was, and it's like, did he not like follow the map correctly? Like, how did he miss them? And then um, you thought you would think that he would have been a little bit more pissed off that they just destroyed all his clones. Like, yeah, that's. Gotta be a little like you would think he would be like more enraged. Like he was just like, You destroyed my clones, they were gonna be perfect. I'm like, shouldn't you be really pissed off that they just destroyed the like all that work? Like, there's yeah. no screaming, no rage out of him. But I, I mean, I guess it, you know, he's kind of the cool, calm, you know, villain. He's you know, he's he doesn't really show a lot of anger and rage. Um, that's he's just not Gus, like, I guess, um, what's the guy from Breaking he, he, Bad, Gus Frame. Uh, He's the Gus Frank of Star Wars. Yep, really. I mean, yeah. I mean, he he well, technically. I mean, it's the same type of character. Actor, I feel like he's yeah. he's like that in um he's like that in his role uh in the boys too. Um, okay. he's he's he plays a, a villain in that show too, and he's kind of got the same calm demeanor in that show as well. So I mean, I guess maybe that's just who he is, but it just felt like. Man, I would have been more pissed off if someone destroyed like the clones that I'd been working on. And again, um, did they they kind of reference midichlorians because he, they yeah. were able to somehow? How did he make those clones force sensitive if there's no such thing as midichlorians? You know, like yeah, he had to like suck. How does that work, Rogu or something? I don't understand. Okay, so yeah. I'm glad I'm glad you brought that up. So yes, I thought. The first three quarters of the episode with all the, the the battles and fight scenes and drama, like I thought was really cool. I was amped up. And then it just kind of like wrapped up perfectly. Like there was nothing hanging over anyone's head. It was just like, yep. Mm-mm. Like I was waiting for them to say, all right, that ends the Mandalorian's journey. Like we're done. Like, and then I had to look. It kind of had that there, feeling. Yeah, I'm like, wait, did I miss a press release where they said they're not bringing this back? Like, what, what is going? And I've never had that experience with a show where I'm like, wait, is this over? Like, is this done? Um, so, okay, first thing, when you bring up Moff Gideon in the clones, I'm of like two minds on this one. The first one, I think it's kind of cool that they brought that arc back from the very first season and like the first mm-hmm. couple episodes because they had they've captured Grogu to try and 
manipulate the force out of him to make these clones, whatever. But then at the same they took time, the did Justin just say what they did? They took, no, they, I yes, cannot, they, cannot they extracted that, no. the midichlorians out of him and put them in the clones. There's no such, you know, that happened. There's mitochondria, <laughs> but not midichlorians. Um, all right. So I think that's cool. But the other thing is, I feel like that was such a buildup in season one. Season two, I feel like, didn't really talk about the clones at all because they were focused on the dark troopers, right? Which were all robotic. And then well, season three, the- they they mentioned, you know, the doctor talks about wanting to start cloning and how it's a good thing and all that. And then they fry his brain. And then all of a sudden they're like, oh, by the way, here's all these clones we talked about in the beginning of season one. Um I, I guess I'm going to destroy him. And then within like 30 seconds, they were destroyed. And that whole arc was over. I was like, oh, okay. I don't know. It just, yeah, it was kind of rushed a little bit. Does that make, does that sound right? I don't know. Yeah. And that, I mean, the, the show was the, the finale was what? 39 minutes. Like yeah, they, it, it could have been longer. Like yeah. that was my, my big complaint about Andor's. It was too long. They should have shortened it and, that's my comp- my opposite complaint, opposite I guess, point. with Mandalorian is they could have made it longer to, you know, I guess, draw out on some of that stuff and kind of play on it a little bit more than they did. But I, I agree, like, it just seemed like everything wrapped up and they put a bow on almost yeah. all the storylines. Like, they talked about, oh, you know, Grogu and, you know, Din, Din Grogu and Grogu. Din Jaren. Um, will now be going on their adventures and then going yes together. Um, but you know, they have, it was, it just seemed like the perfect ending for, um, like a, you know, this, this has kind of been a Western, this story. Um, and this is like the perfect ending, you know, he's got his farm sitting out on the front porch with the, his kid playing with the, the frogs. Like, yeah. That's how it ended. Okay. And I'm fine. I like, they can like, if that's what they want to do and they want to end it, that's to me, that's fine. You know, I think it's best to leave on a high note. Um, I I don't think there's any way they can really top the season two finale. That was just absolutely perfect. Um, but it was it was a great way to finish uh, the show. If they wanna they wanna end it and they don't want to bring it back, I'm perfectly fine with that. I you know I still want more, but I I think that's the best time to not bring something back, le- leaving yeah. people wanting more, and then maybe they can bring it back down down the road when they can really they, you know don't rush putting a story out just to put one out. You know, yes. take your time, let it settle, like. We, you know, we can be fine with there not being a story because they ended it so well. Um, I know we talked about it uh, in text message, but I would love to see um, a story. And I can't remember her name. Um, is it Elia Khan or oh, Kane? Yes. Is it, uh, yes. It's something Kane. Is it a lie? Elsa, oh. not Elsa. That's Disney. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's something. It's something. Something Kane. Something with an E. But yes, you're. you're yes, on. but the, the lieutenant or whatever who's now the spy inside the New Republic. I would love to see a storyline and like an anti-hero story about her undermining like the New Republic and kind of like working from the inside to bring him down. Like I think that would be. So such a cool story and a cool show because it'd be like the complete opposite of everything that Star Wars has ever put out. Something from the 
you know, the opposite side, the dark side and how, I mean, I guess, you know, what revenge of the Sith was kind of like that, but I mean, we all know that Darth Vader's story arc, he's the hero at the end, you know, he throws the emperor over the ledge. So, um, yeah, it would, it would be completely different from everything that they've really ever put out. So I think that would be a really cool story if they want to do something like that. And I feel like they kind of already teased where they could put Din Djarin in any show that during that time period, because they already did it with Book of Fett. Like, right. they can easily put him in a story and have an episode or something like that with him in it, and it would be awesome. So yeah, I, I'm i fine with it. I don't know your thoughts if you yeah. want more. Or- I, I mean, I'll gladly take more. I mean, I feel like they're at this point where, like, the future is wide open. And even, like, with just him, like, hey, I'll do bounty work for the New Republic. Like, that was kind of interesting because in the first episode of the season one, he was like, oh, the New Republic, they, they're they not going to be able to do, do this. They can't keep this up. So, like, he's kind of turned, mm-hmm. a, he's kind of gr- changed a little bit on that. But, yeah, I mean, if they said tomorrow, oh, in six months, Mando season four starts, oh, I'd be ready to go, ready to watch it for sure. Yep. Um, It just wasn't. The season itself, I think, I, I enjoyed a lot, most. I enjoyed the episodes, but I don't think it was the. It definitely wasn't the strongest season. Uh, that's where I would probably leave it. Um, definitely had some good stuff. Yeah. There's just so many things that were just like they they started off and. I mean, like, remember the the pirates? Like, they blew up that pirate ship, and then you saw a couple of the pirates get away, and I'm like, oh, they're going to come back and do something. That never happened. They they kind of, we talked about it last week. Like, for sure, I thought the armorer was plotting something, or I thought there was going to be some division that caused a problem. That never happened. Yeah. Um, the fact, okay, maybe this is just me being nitpicky, but, like, I don't think I've ever seen anything or... <laughs> nerd alert read anything in star wars lore that like you can just take your jetpack and go through the atmosphere and fly into space like i don't know like they don't they don't have but his i don't know yeah they do because if you remember yeah the first step or the first time dinjarin goes down to mandalore he's got his helmet on he tells grogu to stay in the oh that's right because okay yeah so so they do make that status work okay yeah, but I I, yeah, I will say I to that that point and that um, I guess that that argument um, it was that h- how much fuel did these guys have because when they were chasing that dragon around they all they ran out of fuel and they're all flying around this time and I'm like okay they should be running out of fuel sometime soon but no they did I mean the battle was awesome, awesome. I absolutely love that battle, battle with battle. all of them flying around and everything like that but yeah, yeah when he was flying out of the atmosphere I'm like yeah how does he have enough fuel to get there because right. I'm pretty and- sure he's just been flying around <laughs> flying around just recently and, and my problem is like I have a hard time there's certain things where I'm like oh yeah I will totally suspend disbelief because I enjoy this and I get it it's Star Wars there's the force and there's all these things that aren't real but then like stuff like that I'm like like you said, I'm like, oh, he, yeah, they've kind of shown that they don't really have a lot of fuel, and now he's doing this. I'm like, eh, okay, my suspension of disbelief is kind of waning a little bit, but yeah, it was good. Not as good as I think it could have been in terms of, I wish they would have had, like, I was even so excited when it ended. I'm like, oh, there's going to be this great, like, post-credits teaser, and I I've kept close every 10 seconds going through the the tra- the tra uh, the credits to see what the teaser was. And there was nothing. And I'm like, wow, that 
I thought for sure there would be a teaser either not for Mando, but for Boba Fett or for Ahsoka or um, well, Andor. I don't even think they've started filming season two yet or they're very, be- very beginning. But like there yeah. was nothing. And I was kind of surprised. And, and oh, that's the other thing. Well, there won't be any teaser for Andor because it's a completely different time period. Oh, yes. Yes, you're right. But how do they not have Boba Fett show up in this? Not even once because him and Mando had this bond in Boba Fett, like they, you know what I mean? Not even a cameo. Well, I mean, no, I granted, I know he's not like a he's, true Mandalorian. He's, yeah, and he's the boss of you know in uh, I was going to say Naboo in Tatooine. So, and they didn't really have anything on Tatooine, which yeah, is, that's true. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, so I mean, yeah, they didn't. They didn't really have to have them in it, and that's fine. Uh, I didn't, yeah. didn't think that they would have them in there, but um, yeah, it just uh, you know they they should have killed somebody off. I still don't get why they didn't. I mean, even um, <laughs> the guy the, the guy flying the the um, cruiser into the base um, was it Axe Axel or Axel's yeah. name? Yeah, I mean. He could have had no fuel left in his jetpack because he used it to get up there and warn everybody and save everybody. It would have been, you know, I think, believable for him to sacrifice himself instead of getting out right at the last second using his jetpack that still somehow had fuel in it. So, yeah, I just that just bothered me. I just felt like they should have killed somebody meaningful. I mean, even him, he's not like that meaningful of a character. They could have killed him off and people would be like, oh, that's sad and heroic. But at the same time, like, okay, he's gone, whatever. Like, he's not that big of a character. No offense to the actor or anything. He was great. Just his character, you know, isn't the most meaningful. I just felt like they should have killed somebody off. (laughs) You just want death and uh, destruction. Well, it just it just makes it, I don't know, more real if it's. You know, yeah. everybody's living like like with that's my biggest beef with Stranger Things. They got to kill somebody off at, at some point. I know, it, you know, the kids are running around, but at some point you got to kill one of them off. Um, it just make it just makes it better. It makes it more meaningful, makes it more impactful when somebody notable dies in a TV show. The stakes are high. That's my hot take. Hot take. <laughs> I like. All right. Uh, overall, if you like Star Wars, definitely still check it out. I, it still holds up. It's yep. Still a great, 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 a fun season, a good season, despite whatever little gripes and things we have here. All right. Um, do we have anything else? Or are we ready to jump aboard? Oh, oh, shoot! The most important thing. This was the yeah. two-year anniversary of the show. Vinny was last week. Can you believe we've made it two years? I can't. I can't believe no one's kicked us off or canceled us yet. Yeah, I feel like we're doing something. I'm shocked that no one said, "Yeah, you guys got to stop this." All right. Um. So I went through the archives and and pulled a few recordings. Would you like to hear them, Vinny? Oh, might as well. All right. So this first, this is from two years ago. This was from, I believe, April twelfth. Uh, I think was the first episode, or maybe it was April eleventh. I don't know. April whatever twenty twenty one was a different time, uh, and this is the introduction that I gave. To the very start of our show. Are you ready? Oh, boy. This is this is disastrous. All right, here we go. Sound quality's awful. I sound like a moron, more so than I normally sound like. All right, here we go. 
This is the Baseball and Whatever podcast, um, and pretty much the way this came about is, I can't speak for Greg, but I'm a Cubs fan, he's a Sox fan, and I absolutely hate my team right now. They're playing like garbage, um, and I know Greg's got some thoughts on the White Sox and some Cubs thoughts, which is great. And then the uh, whatever part is just whatever we're kind of feeling that week. Um, I think this week we're going to talk about PS5. We're both really big gamers, and uh, we're going to talk about the Snyder Cup. All right, so there you go. That was April... 12th something 2021 uh has greg finished the snyder cut yet <laughs> you know well that's i think he has i think he has it was i think you he that did never too of it, right yeah oh no <laughs> no but i mean but if you think about no, it, like no no desire to either 2021 this was before i had a kid your second daughter or your second daughter your second child was was not born yet yep. greg's third child was not born yet like it's insane to think how long we've been doing this all right Let's get to Greg. If you if you don't recall, because this was 97 episodes ago, our first episode, Greg got really excited and announced that there was a perfect game thrown by the White Sox, and we found out very quickly that was not true. So here's Greg doing a little bit of a mea culpa. Here we go. Yes, that is correct. If you listen to the last episode, uh, Carlos were down through the no-hitter while we were recording, and then I looked at the box score, and of course, the uh, hit-by-pitch on uh, Roberto Perez did not show up. So I'm like, hey, perfect game. Woohoo. And then as soon as we're hit recording, like, oh, wait, no. All right. So, of course, Greg had to apologize for that. I was like, why are you apologizing? No one's listening. It's okay. Um, right. And then lastly, Vinny, if you recall, your debut was episode two of April. It was almost a year ago, two years ago to the day. I think it was April 19th, 2021. You came on to talk about Bears, uh, the Bears quarterbacks, and you developed quarterback trivia. So, Vinny, here is your introduction. Oh, Are you boy. ready? Here we go. Oh, gentlemen. How's it going? Good. We have, we're like the three musketeers. We have the three brother-in-laws on a podcast, right? Like, how cool is that? <laughs> Vinny, uh, you are going to give us some uh, outlook on the Bears draft and some QB rankings trivia. So uh, let's hear what you got, man. Yeah, I, I don't have much outlook um, as a Bears <laughs> fan on the draft. And It is a burning dumpster fire. <laughs> yeah, Ryan Pace doesn't know what he's doing, clearly. So, I, I mean, the outlook is, is bleak, um, to say the least. I have no idea what they're going to do. Uh, everything I've been reading and seeing, unfortunately, I've been consuming way too much of mock drafts um, that yeah uh, it helps me get rid of uh, the meal that I've eaten all right there you go so uh the one thing I'm noticing Vinny is we all sound much younger and much less tired in these yeah these that sounds about right and we all sound like we're doing that from a warehouse <laughs> yes we do we do we don't have microphones yet or we, I think I was using my ps5 microphone um, all right. So there you go. There's the three clips I pulled. Thank you. If we have listeners that have listened from the beginning, thank you so much. Two years. Holy cow. We'll see. We'll see how much we got left in the tank to continue baseball and whatever. But now, uh, let's get to the show. Our namesake. Let's get to some baseball talk, Vinny. Baseball. Welcome back to Major League Baseball. Sort of. Taking a look at Chicago's two favorite teams and other happenings around the MLB. All righty. So a um, couple of quick hits because we've been gone for two weeks, but uh, really cool. If you are a Cubs fan, whenever the Cubs win now recently over the offseason, they installed all LED lights in their lights. So now if they win, not only do they fly the W flag, but they change the lights and turn them into W's. So I thought that was really cool. They started that a couple of weeks ago during the beginning of the season. 
Um, every time they win at home, the lights go out kind of like a blackout, and then they come back on with the W. Uh, it's really cool as they play Go Cubs Go. Um, we also, I think it was last week, it was announced, Ian Happ, three-year extension worth $61 million, keeps him with the team until, I think it starts next year, so until 2027, if I'm getting that right. I think that's right. Yeah. 20, okay. Um, I'm really excited. About no, 26 that. through the 26 season. Thank you. Cause it'd be I'm 24, really 25, 26. That's, thank you. This is why you're the math guy. Uh, I am really happy that he signed. I think that's awesome. They gave him a little bit high yep. annual AV to keep him around on a shorter term deal. But I think that shows their window with Saya and Marcus Stroman and now Ian Happ and uh, Nico Horner and Dansby Swanson. The next three years is their window. So let's, let's see what they got here. Uh, as of right now, they are tied against the Dodgers. It's two, two in the top of the eighth inning. Um, they took two of three from the Dodgers last weekend, which was awesome. The Dodgers are was huge know, kind of powerhouse in the NL. Uh, and then they swept the poor lowly emphasis on poor, uh, lowly Oakland A's, which I feel so bad for that. Those, that fan base, it's not fair. It's, and now it came out today that they're moving. I can read the, I can read the statement in a little bit, but, um, anything about the contract, anything about the, the current, not streak, but the current winning ways that you're psyched about or uh, any 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 faults you're finding so far with this young season, Vinny? No, I think it's it's good. Um, I know we talked about it before, and I, I already said that it was that, you know, I picked them to win the division. I thought this team was going to be better than last year. It's definitely going to have a higher floor, maybe, you know, a, a higher ceiling, but a higher floor for sure than last year's team. Um, and they're proving that right now. They're Pitching has been um, outstanding, to say the least. It helps to have a catcher behind the plate that's managing the staff well. It's, it's uh, you know, the small sample size, or if you want to take into account last year's sample size and add that into this year's, it's a notable noticeable difference between when Wilson catches, or used to catch, and when Jan Gomes catches. I mean, it's yeah, night and it's day night and the day. way these guys are pitching uh justin Steele has been outstanding since the second half of last year into this year hayden wisneski finally uh started showing some some life uh you know that what he was showing during spring training although his the beginning of his last start didn't start off the best but he finished strong he went seven innings um against the a's i mean granted it was the a's and the cubs beat him so bad they sent him to las vegas uh, but, you know, this season's starting off really well. I think there was uh, a note out there that they won 10 games and it took them till into May to win 10 games last year. So, again, that's an improvement. Uh, you did notice or you said uh, Stroman is here for the window. He has an mm-hmm. opt out after this that's year. True. So he must if you know, he keeps pitching the way he's pitching now, which I mean, if he opts out, that's a good thing because he finished the season strong if he gets hurt or declines i don't think he's going to opt out of it but if he keeps pitching the way he's pitching now he's definitely going to opt out of it and i'm sure the mets will probably give him a huge chunk of money to go pitch for him um yeah i i it's the season's going to be fun i mean this is a fun team I, i there's a lot of likable guys on there you know it's going to be even more fun when they bring up you know the younger guys hopefully christopher morrell 
makes his appearance up here. Uh, he's hitting the ball well down there. He's still striking out a ton in uh, AAA. That's something he's they I think been wanting him to work on. Uh, he still needs to be working on on that. He's striking out a huge rate, and our our guy uh, Jake. Uh, Banowski had said that his BAPIP is like ridiculously high. I think it's over 400 in AAA. So that's going to wow. come down and that, that means his, you know, average and um, is going to come down as well. So yeah, he's, he's getting incredibly lucky. Uh, someone who's actually doing really well probably should be here is uh, Matt Merton Mervis. Yes. Um, yeah. He's got a walk rate that's higher or higher percentage walk rate than he does a strikeout rate, which is kind of Insane. hard to fathom. Yeah. Uh you know, there's nothing left for him to really prove in AAA. They need to bring him up. Um, if that means, you know, DFAing uh Hosmer, Hosmer. or if they want to keep Hosmer for, you know, uh, you know, veteran presence, then maybe they can send uh, Edwin Rios down. He hasn't really yeah. done anything. anything. Uh, I think he's played a game in the field. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, I don't think that they'll, they should send down Nick Madrigal. He's actually hitting at the plate mm-hmm. really well right now. Although he is making stupid pl- uh, plays while running on, on the here. bases. Yeah. Yeah, going through the. Did you hear Rick Sutcliffe rip into him? Oh, he, um, and rightfully so. Like I, you I don't mean, hear yeah. the home broadcast talk down about guys very often. But man, credit to. First of all, I gotta say, I really enjoyed. I watched all three of those games because they were late games, and I really enjoyed Rick Sutcliffe on the broadcast. I mean, I don't. Mm-hmm. I know he was a cub. I don't know them that much about Rick Sutcliffe, and I love Jim Deshays as well. But um, I thought it was great. But yeah, he really. Prior, when the play was happening, you could tell he's like, what are you doing? You know, yeah. just kind of audibly. And then afterwards, he's like, Willie Harris is giving you the stop sign. What are you? You know, it's like he's trying yep. to do too much to show that he's worth it. I don't know. But I mean, uh, the score, they pulled clips from him doing stuff like this as a White Sox, too. So it's nothing. Yeah. New. But um, it's frustrating. But yeah, it, I even heard someone float the idea. Let him DH because he's hitting so well, even though he's not a power hitter. And I'm like. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I don't know. It's it's just been really cool to see how this team manufactures runs. Like I'm not used to seeing that. So yeah, I think I think the rule changes help on that That as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um. But you know, yeah, I think I think they probably should bring up Mervis to play first base. That'll give you your power, and then that would allow you to put um, Nick Madrigal at the DH, not have to worry about that being a power power bat. Um. You you got wisdom who should probably be playing third base, who's hitting the ball extremely well. Um, Yeah. And his, uh, I checked it uh, when he was on that tear against the, uh, when they were on the West coast trip, which he hits very well on the West coast. Um, His BAPIP during that time was uh, 260 in the, like 269, I want to say. So yeah, he's hitting over 300 with a BAPIP of 269. His WRC plus was 190. Um, it was like 193, I think. So that's wow. that's good. Uh, that means he's not getting lucky. That means that um, he could probably raise his average a little bit by bringing that BAPIP up because league average is usually 300. So, um, you know, that, that was good to see. Um, hopefully he can continue that. I think... 
he was in uh like him and i think hank sour was one uh of the legendary cubs and there were like two or three other cubs in the history of the franchise that have had um I think like eight home runs in the first 15 yeah. games. Um, so he, he's been on an absolute tear. And if you think about like all the great Cubs hitters, Sammy Sosa, you know, Ryan Sandberg, um, you know, Mark Grace, you know, guys like that, Billy Williams, Ernie Banks, and yeah. none of those guys were able to oh, do that. Like that's, yeah. that's, that's amazing to think about that. Um, yeah. So, you know, it's, this team's fun. Um, and it's, it, it's, good to see the Cubs actually winning meaningful games against good opponents, especially like the Dodgers. So yeah, I'm here for it. Awesome. Yeah. I, it's, it's been a, it's been a really fun experience so far and the rule changes have made the games a lot more manageable to watch. Cause I feel like things are constantly moving, which has been great to see. All right. Last Cubs thing. And we, then we'll move on to the white Sox Cause we got a ton of other stuff to do. Uh, Joe Madden was on the Parkinson Spiegel show. I believe Dan Bernstein was filling in for uh, Danny Parkins and yep. he was quoted. I listened to this interview. It was very interesting. Uh, he's the, this is Madden saying, we should have stayed together longer. There's no question with that. We had a lot more chicken left on the bone. We weren't given the opportunity. I'll say that because it's true. Um, I like Joe Madden, but I 100% disagree with this. I think he yeah. was, they were given every opportunity. I mean, they kept them together even after he was gone. Uh, yeah. it, it wasn't working. And I almost wonder... Really, the only thing I'll say about that is, like I said, a I think he's wrong, and I know him and um, Tom Verducci, who's on MLB on Fox all the time, and a, he's a baseball writer. They have a podcast now, so I'm very curious. I kind of want to check that out, but um, I just I don't know what more he wanted, and I'm I'm kind of getting the vibe that Joe Madden is the perfect young team manager because he does all these wacky antics and crazy dumb shit you know pajama day i'm gonna bring a magician day and like when they're younger and they're inexperienced maybe that's kind of fun and maybe that's why i worked with the rays for so long because every year they had a new team full of i feel like prospects and people that got called up minus like evan longoria um but then you saw him go to the go to anaheim or la of anaheim and the angels and that did not work at all there because it was mostly veterans for the most part so i I just kind of feel like his shtick is it's played out and I just, I disagree. I don't know what more he could have wanted from this organization in terms of saying that they didn't get a long enough chance. I don't know. Any, any thoughts on that before we move on? I, I yeah, I agree with what you said. And it was funny that you said that his shtick wears off on veteran players. That's exactly what Evan Longoria said. After he uh, Joe Madden left the Rays, like yeah, he's he's great, but that kind of wears out after a while. Yeah, and and it it makes perfect sense. Yeah, I think you nailed it on the head. He's a great young a manager for a young team, but you know once they get to be veterans, you kind of like that stuff gets old. Okay, we don't need a magician in here. Let's just do our thing. That's kind not. of you know exactly. So I think you nailed it right on the head. All right. Well, I'll be very curious to see. I'm sure he'll be making headlines again with his podcast now. All right. Um, Real quick, just a few hits here from the White Sox. Uh, T.A. is on the I.L. He was having some lower body issues. 
Joe Kelly, I believe, is still on the IL from uh, running in from the bullpen to fight someone, and he strained his groin, I believe. Strained his calf. I can't remember which one. Yep. Um, so he's out. That guy, man, I tell you, that guy's got the life because realistically, how much has he pitched since he signed with the White Sox? Not that much. I mean, not that last much year hasn't he been was, good. No, and last year he pitched most. I'm sorry, he didn't pitch. He didn't pitch most of the season because he was rehabbing. And as soon as they signed him, yep. he immediately started to rehab like within what, a couple weeks? So um I think so, yeah. Yeah, I don't I don't know how that's gonna go. And then lastly, you know, the White Sox aren't doing so hot lately, but I did find it interesting. Uh Mike Clevenger walking out to Gold Digger by Kanye West. Um I know we discussed it this weekend. Probably not the best choice for mul- for multiple reasons. Um a, all the issues and investigations, and B, you know, the kind of person Kanye West has turned into the last couple months. Um, probably not the best. But anyway, the only the other thing I was going to say. Last couple of years. Last couple years, yes. I, I suppose that's the, that's the truer answer there. Uh, there was a bunch of White Sox fans on White Sox Twitter this week freaking out. I don't know if you saw this. Some lady that's a Cincinnati Reds fan <clears throat> came to Guaranteed Rate or the cell or whatever you want to call it. And went down to the dugout and literally put like a hex or a curse on Mike Clevenger to not pitch well the rest of the season. Did you see this on Twitter? I saw that. It was great. And I saw the absolute <laughs> like mind numbing freak out of White Sox fans. I, I couldn't tell if they were being serious or not. Oh, but people I think were so. like, oh, MLB, you don't want you don't want this person putting <laughs> some like foreign substance on the dugout. It's like Dude, it's on the roof of the dugout. It's not like she's down there, like throwing it in his face. Like yeah, she's sprinkling what looks the- like sand on top of it, being silly. If MLB and, didn't yeah, I'm glad that it were, did work. If MLB didn't care when they were sp- uh, putting foreign substances into their body, they're sure as hell not going to care if some lady sprinkles some foreign substance on the dugout. So, exactly. But I was so glad that it worked. I hope he continues to just stink it up um because he's a dirt bag uh but yeah i just i couldn't believe people were so upset with her like she's just having fun and being silly like who cares like it it, do you believe in that like i don't i don't i i personally don't don't. yeah yeah it was funny that it worked though (laughs) like well you know he had a bad game after she did it we'll see if he comes out and has another bad game Um, maybe 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 she's on to something then uh maybe she'll have to be next right and or they're gonna have to you know she's gonna be banned from like opposing um you know, teams like venues and ballparks because they're afraid she's going to hex them and stuff like that. Um, but no, I, I thought it was all in good fun. It was, you know, silly. Um, Mike Clevenger's a, a dirt bag. So there's yeah. no reason for you to be upset that she's doing that or, you know, playing, you know, making up, making that up and doing that. Like you shouldn't be mm-hmm. that upset. I agree. 100% agree. All right. Uh, some other quick things real quick around the MLB uh, tool of the week. Not that that's a segment, but I don't know if you saw this Blue Jays reliever and former Cub. I do not remember him on the Cubs. Anthony Bass. Did you see this story break on Twitter? I did. And I remember that he was. I had I did had to confirm it, but I looked at I was like, oh, Anthony Bass. I'm almost positive he pitched for the Cubs. And sure enough, there was his jersey with the, oh on the baseball God. reference page. Yeah, so I, I saw this. If you're unfamiliar, uh, Anthony Bass, last I saw, had like a seven or eight ERA. So he's not not that great. Not but good. Um, he posted a picture 
um, of his disapproval of, I think it was United Airlines, his two kids had thrown a bunch of popcorn on the floor and his wife was asked to clean it up because that makes sense. I We just went to a restaurant last night and Maddie threw some Cheerios on the ground. We picked them up before we left. We're not going to make someone else do it. Um, and he had a conniption fit and said that they told his pregnant wife to get down and clean them up. Well, if he was on the plane, why didn't he get down and clean him up? Would be my first question. If he was on the I plane, don't think I don't he was he there. Was. I don't think he was. That, but that makes sense then. But and his argument was, well, this isn't my job. Well, or is this isn't her job? Well, they're your kids, number one. Number two, yeah. the flight the flight crews have what? Maybe ten to fifteen minutes if that plane is going to be used and in service for the next flight. Um, and I don't know, just it's kind of the right thing to do if you're a responsible parent. I don't know. Exactly. It just seemed like a complete just asshole. Um, yeah, it, and, and he was still today. He tweeted some, some like Fox news, nut job lady that Tommy was, Lauren or Tony yes. Lauren. I don't want her. Yeah, name I can't is. remember what her name is, but she was saying about how she, he was in the right. I'm like, Oh God. And he, he like, he couldn't let it go. He had so many no. people cussing him out and he was still looking for someone to agree with him. And of course he found one nut job too. Uh, I'm not surprised, but Man, what a tool. Pick up after your kids. It's not that hard. If you can't do that. Exactly. Um, Ex- Oakland, exactly. Yeah. Oakland is moving to Las Vegas, or that's the plan. I have the statement right here. The official statement says, oh, boy, poor Oakland. Um, it says here. Hold on. Let me scroll down. All right. Statement from the Oakland A's. The A's have signed a binding agreement with the purchase of land for a future ballpark in Las Vegas. It is supposedly on the strip. They go on to say for more than 20 years, they focused on securing a new home for the club in Oakland. Uh, they've been looking for resources for the past six years to build a, pol- a ballpark in Oakland, even with support from fans, leaders of the city, state, county level, blah, blah, blah. They couldn't make it work. We recognize this is difficult. We will be shifting our, our focus to Vegas going forward. Um, supposedly, I believe they wanted um, taxpayer money to build the stadium, which I they always do. Don't, they always do. And I don't agree with that. Uh, if you're a multimillionaire that can own a team. Uh, Zach writes in. Good to see Zach. Sounds like that guy can't get over the sausage pizza mishap. No, it doesn't sound like he can. Um, but yeah, so I don't know. thought that was a bummer. I like the Oakland A's, even though they suck. I kind of always am hoping for them. And then lastly, Madison Bumgarner has been DFA'd by the Diamondbacks. They will still be on the hook for $34 million next year. I did not realize he was having that bad of a season. Yeah, I I, I don't know if something happened the night before. I, I saw some people's comments talking about how um, that he had done something uh, and that they oh. were surprised that the the um, the Diamondbacks acted on that. So I, I don't know what he did. It might have just been Bumgarner being Bumgarner, just yeah, being he, a goofball. Seems like another he's tool. weird. I'm not going to lie. Um, yeah. yeah. All right. Well. There you have it. Uh, the other thing is Max Scherzer is getting a 10-game suspension for sticky stuff. The sticky stuff problem is back. Did not see that. Oh, no. Oh, Poor oh, guy. No. All right, let's move on. Are we ready for whatever? The show is running long, and I'm getting tired. Sure. <laughs> All right. Now it's time for whatever. 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 Whatever you want. Whatever I want. Whatever, dude, irrelevant. Whatever, dude. All righty, Vinny. Take it away. Welcome to whatever baseball, whatever. 
This week we are ranking our top five games with Mario in it. Is that right? Just it doesn't have it. to be Mario games. It's a game with Mario in it. So it could be Mario Kart, Mario Tennis, Mario Golf, Super Smash yes. Brothers, um, or the Mario games, Mario Party. Uh, I can't think of any other games that have Donkey Kong, the original Donkey Kong, because that does have Mario in it. Um, true, true story. Yeah, so any of those types of games, feel free to add that to your list. Um, yeah, this uh, was, I guess, kind of difficult to do. There's a lot of good games with Mario in it. I tried to not pick the same type of game, so like I didn't have one through five or one through four all Mario mm-hmm. Kart games. So I, I kind yeah. of tried to... You know, at least pick one different type of game in there. I don't know how you picked yours, but I definitely had. um, I'll just say it right now that Mario Party did not make my top five. It was an honorable mention. Um, I never really I never I didn't play that game until college, which it's a really fun game. But compared to the other games that I picked, it just I don't know. It's you need you can't play it on your own. Where yeah. these other Mario games, like you have to have people to play Mario yes. Party because if you play against the computers, it's just going to be frustrating. You'll probably throw your remote through the TV because the computer will probably always win. Um, I don't know how you how you picked yours, uh, picked your list. Yeah, was I, it something similar? I, yeah, I kind of went through. I tried not to pick more than one game from like a certain series. So like if it was Mario Party or Mario Kart or, you know super mario or whatever i tried to keep it to one to like the best one and it was honestly really tough like i could probably do a top 10 uh and feel pretty comfortable but yeah this was tough there there's a lot of good games and um yeah it's it's something like as an adult i don't get a chance to play it as much but like mario is still a lot of fun there's something about mario that's just fun so yeah it is it's it's an easy game to just pick up and play and i think it's just one of those games that been around for a long time that everybody kind of i mean you think video games like that's probably one of the first like five game out of all the video games that's probably like one one of the first like five you probably think of when someone's like hey let's play mario or let's play a video game on a console like it and if it's especially if it's nintendo like yeah you're like okay something with mario in it like let's let's play that game um so yeah it's it's just an iconic character Mm -hmm. um have you seen the movie yet no i haven't i want to i don't i probably won't see it in theaters i'll probably wait till yeah i don't know i don't want to i don't know if it'll come to streaming but if if it's cheap i'm sure it will at some point too so i've heard heard really good things you know yeah, Greg saw it. Uh, he said that was really. Good. He said it was good. Uh, what, what was it? Um, he said it was just. It was. It wasn't like anything like you know Earth Academy Center. Award winning. It was just. Yeah. yeah, it was just. It was very good for especially probably v- people that um, grew up playing Mario games. It was. There was a lot of good Easter eggs to that. Like yep. if you were paying attention, there was a lot of cool Easter eggs to stuff from like the last twenty thirty years. So nice. Nice. Yeah, I, I don't I don't have any plans to see it and I'll probably wait for it to come out in streaming or go to Redbox and rent it. Yeah, so that's that's my plan. My plan too. Yep. All right, All right, Justin, why don't you kick us off with your number five? All right, my number five. This is I think I've maybe brought this up on other podcasts, but not with Mar not with Mario. Um 
I have to bring this up because this game was one of the few games in our computer lab growing up in school that we could play after we finished whatever our, our you know, Mavis Beacon teaches typing or whatever bogus stuff we had to do in, in there. Uh, and that is Mario's Gaming Gallery. I don't know if you guys had that out by you guys. Um, I did I not we, we discuss this. Um, I will refrain from doing my horrible Italian Mario accent that I do for my sister because it makes her laugh all the time because um, I don't want to offend any viewers. Or listeners, um, but uh, it was the first. I believe. I believe this is true. I believe I looked this up. This was the first um, version of Mario that was voiced, and it was voiced by Charles Martinet, who does Mario in all the video games. He also does Luigi and Wario and Waluigi and all that stuff. He is also in the Mario movie, but they he's like a background voice or something. I heard too. Anyway. Okay. I'm bearing the lead here. So what is Mario's Gaming Gallery? It was literally five games. You could play checkers against Mario, and uh, the checkers were Yoshis and Koopas. You could play Yahtzee, except they called it Yachts. You could play Go Fish. You could play Backgammon, which I still to this day do not know how to play Backgammon, so I never played that one. Or you could play, there was one more, oh shoot, this is great audio. Um, but anyway, it was a lot of fun, and it's still something like, I've gone on ROM sites and played it still like, oh, Domino's, which I don't really give a shit about Domino's. So Chuckers, Go Fish, Domino's, Backgammon and Yahtzee. Um, it is straight out of like early 90s. It looks pretty janky, but it was given the blessing by Nintendo to make it. So, yeah, that is my number five. Um, if you grew up in the 90s and were in a computer lab in school, chances are you played Mario's Gaming Gallery. And just hearing Mario say things like Go Fish is uh is really good. So there you go. Nice. Um, anytime back, you said Baccarat, right? Backgammon. Or what was it? Backgammon. Backgammon. Yeah, I, I still don't know how to play that game either. I know. Um, yeah, I, I don't ever recall that one um, okay. at all. Uh, I don't think our school had it. Uh, the the computer game for Mario I do remember is Doctor Mario. Do you remember that oh, one? Oh yeah, I remember Doctor. It was like Mario. Tetris, but you had like pills, and you had to match up the yeah. pills. I, yeah, and I guess take out viruses. Um, mm -hmm. I was still a little young to understand it, but I think that's how it was played. Um, I remember that for the computer. Um, yeah, so I, I, I don't really have too much to say about the games. No. They sound like fun, and I'm sure like if fun. I had I mean, them, yeah. I mean, for it was, it was kids. Either, it was either Mario's Gaming Gallery or Oregon Trail. Those were like the two games you could play after a lesson. So nice, kind of alternate back and forth. So, yep. Sounds like a lot of fun. Good pick. Uh, Thank you. Um, my number five is Mario Strikers. Um, oh. I haven't. It's only number five because I've only played it once. <laughs> and I think we played like, what, three matches and lost every single one. Yeah. Um, but this was a fun game. I thought it was really cool. It would be nice if I owned a Nintendo Switch and then had the game to play it more. Um, it just, it was really cool, you know, playing soccer growing up. I love playing uh, video game soccer games. They're a lot of fun. And this is just like a fun arcadey type of uh, soccer game uh, that, you know, you play as Mario and you have the different characters. Everybody's got a different power up and stuff like that that they can do. Uh, it was, yeah, it was a lot of fun. Uh, we had a terrible team. I think it was you, me. I think it's a 4v4 and it's, uh, yeah. we had four controllers and unfortunately Pretzel Vince was on our team and he was 
god awful um he had, i don't think he knew where he was half the time uh we were playing it and it's not like you're playing on a full-size field either so um no that was that was a lot of fun um so it's it's number five comes in at number five because it, it was a quick paced game a lot of fun to play with people a game you can play on your own um and have probably just as much fun uh doing that as well so mario strikers is number five for me good pick that was that was fun i agree i there's something about the Mario sports games that are really fun because they're more arcadey mm-hmm. and enjoyable. They don't require like all this in the weeds knowledge or like control schemes and stuff like that. Like I know yep. like some of the pitching in the new baseball games like is really cool, but I can't do it to save my life because it's all timing based and things like that. That's a that's a Greg uh, territory there. But yeah, that was a lot of fun. And I don't think we won a single game, did we? No, we didn't. We lost every single one. Okay. Frustrating. Um, all right. Yeah, it was. It was. I'm not going to lie. All right. My number four. Um, this is one I was singing the the good graces of this game to Greg. I think he picked it up, but I think it's probably still in the plastic wrap. Um, that is Mario and Rabbids Kingdom Battle, which came out on the Switch. It was okay. a release game. I don't know if you've ever heard of this one, Vinny. No, I have not. Okay. So the the rabbits are something from another video game company. I really have no interest in them. They're like this these weird, goofy rabbits. Rabbits that are they like rabid, so to speak. Um, they're goofy, but anyway, their universe gets mashed together with the Mario universe. Uh, doesn't matter. There's a whole story, but the whole game is all tactics based. So Mario gets like blasters and Luigi's got like a goofy sniper rifle. Peach has an umbrella that's like a shotgun. Um, who else is in it? Uh, oh, and then you get rabid versions. Like you get a, a, a rabid Mario, which is like a, a rabbit dressed up like Mario and, and all this other stuff. But anyway, um, it's really cool. It's all tactics based. So like to get the mat, the, the game, the level starts, whatever you want to call it. There's the enemies on one side of the map. You're on the other and you can take cover behind certain spots. You can only move so many, um, you can only move so many spaces in your turn. And then you make a decision. Are you going to attack? Are you going to defend? Are you going to, you know, do a special ability? And then you wrap up your turn. The enemy starts their turn and it's all tactics based turn based. So it was really cool. Um, I beat it. I loved it. Um, they also made DLC where they brought Donkey Kong in and that was like a separate world. And I never buy DLC, but that was actually fun. I bought that beat that. They had a sequel that came out this year. I still haven't finished that um, A because I don't have time and B. It wasn't as good as the original, but it was still enjoyable. But um, if you like tactics based or turn based stuff, this was a really cool idea. Um, and it's Mario with like laser blasters on his arms. How cool is that? So Mario and cool. Kingdom Battle, I highly recommend it. It was definitely a really enjoyable game. I really thought it was a good game. Nice. I've yeah never heard of that. It sounds like a lot of fun. Uh, <laughs> two, two for two on not hearing uh, yeah. anything about your games. But I guess it would help if I actually had a newer system. Switch? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. It would also help if I had time to actually play video games. I hear um, that. Which I don't. I um, no, good. It sounds like a fun, a lot of fun. Um, I think that's a pretty, pretty darn good pick. Um, Thank you. my number four is a classic one. Um, I, I don't know. I'm assuming a lot of people would probably say it's one of the best super Mario brothers games, but this is super Bar- Mario brothers three. Um, Ooh. I remember this scene. I feel like everybody had this game growing up. If you had a super Nintendo, this is like a must have game. 
the iconic uh, Mario on the front of the cover with the raccoon ears and tail. Mm-hmm. Um, just a, a lot of fun. Super hard. The great um, cheat in the beginning of the game when you would get the raccoon um, ears and you could fly across the map and get to the special area where you could like skip all the levels and stuff like that. I think I watched like the, the person do that and beat it. Like, I think they beat the entire game in like 10, 15 minutes or something like that. Cause they were able to skip the entire, um, all the levels and go to the, the last one. And they were, yeah, it was ridiculous how good they were at that. Um, but yeah, that was just an iconic one. I remember playing that a ton uh, whenever going over to somebody's house and they would have that. It was just a, a really fun game. Um, I think that's one of the ones a lot of people think of uh, mm-hmm. when when you think of uh, Super Mario Brothers. And they had that fun little, um, I think it was that game, uh, like a mini game where they would have where you could play as Mario and Luigi and you would like knock over oh, the... Yeah. Uh, the, like Koopa, the Spike Koopas, and you had to kick yes. them, and it would just like yes. it was, was like, uh, yeah, it was like a, a two player multiplayer. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know if you were against each other or you're working as a team. I don't know if they're like as a point system. I can't recall exactly. Yeah, I never understood that either. And our, and I believe yeah, I, they released that as its own game first on Nintendo, and then when Mario Three came out, they put that in there. Um, okay but yeah i never i never understood that but yeah there was a way to do that like if you clicked on the the spot where your other character was you would go into that mode or whatever but yeah i, I totally do remember that and the music from mario 3 is really good there's some really good music yep. in there like that's classic yeah. that still kind of i can still think of some of the songs for some of the levels that's a really good pick good pick. thank you thank you all right all right justin number three all right this one um I have to preface this. This was not my game. This was actually my sister's game. Um, back around 2000, we were a we were a PlayStation family. Uh, we only had a play. We had a PlayStation. And around the year 2000, that's when I was really into wrestling. Um, and there was some really good wrestling <laughs> games on the N- Nintendo 64. So I convinced my sister she wanted a Nintendo 64 for Christmas. And she's great. I, I'm a horrible human being. Horrible brother. You're great. And for so. That. She put it on her Christmas list, and sure enough, because it was far enough, it, it passed when it came out, you know, around 2000 by then. Yep. My parents got it, so she had her own console. This will come up again in another example. Um, and I got my <laughs> wrestling games, but she also got Mario Party 2. And nice. like you said, playing that game by yourself is a complete nightmare, and it's it's cruel and unusual punishment. But um, playing that with my sister was a lot of fun. Not, we didn't we played it a little bit as kids and we would play it with some of our neighbors and stuff like that. But what I really enjoyed, I'd say like in the last not so much in the last couple of years, because now we all have kids. But before everyone had kids, when my sister would come out from Wisconsin to visit, we would literally make a bunch of drinks and we would just play Mario Party. And that was our night. Yep. Like it was it sounds so silly now in retrospect, but it was like so much fun And like there's a Mario Party for or Mario Party All Stars, which is a bunch of the ga- old games combined for Switch, which I bought to play with uh, some of her uh, some of her kids and her when I've gone over there. And it's fun. But like that original Nintendo 64 one was still like now you look on a flat screen TV. It looks awful. The controls don't work very well, but like there's a little bit of nostalgia there. So that is my number three Mario Party 2. It's still sitting somewhere to over here where all my games are so there you go nice that is a mm-hmm. great one yeah i th- i think to the n64 controller was like 
I feel like that was designed just oh, for yeah. Mario Party. Like, yeah. just like the all the controls and everything, being able to, like, rotate your hand and hold the controller, like, perfectly. Like, it was right in the middle, centered balance. So, like, you could easily do that on some of the ga- little mini games that they had. Like, I just felt like that controller, when they thought of that, to design it. Because if you look at it, it's ridiculous to look at that controller because yeah yeah like what how am i supposed to hold this what am i supposed to do i remember the first time i tried playing a video game like they have the d-pad up on the right side but the joysticks in the middle it just was really awkward i think whoever made that like had mario party in mind when they made that controller um yeah that is when when the first one came out, I don't remember what game it is where you got to rotate the stick a bunch of times. People were yeah. peeling the skin off their palms, so I can you see could that. Write in, you could write in Nintendo, and they would send you like cut gloves to put on, fingerless gloves to put on, so you wouldn't get burns on your palms anymore. Interesting. Yeah, I remember in college we would play that a lot, and yeah, we'd all sit there and by like the like month into playing that our hands were like all calloused over and everything like that because we had been playing it so much um, crazy cutter was still my favorite is my favorite mini game i don't know if you have a favorite which one's that that's the one where you're on the jackhammer and you got to like chisel out the shape of the character oh the face yes yeah that's a I good one, one. Yeah. yep good good pick <laughs> um <laughs> good you. mini game good pick uh of the game um all right my number three is Mario Tennis for N64. Ooh, we played this good a ton growing up in, uh, in, or I should say growing up. I played a ton in high school. Uh, Dr. Mantis actually had this game. Uh, it's it's just a very, the one at N64 is very basic. I know they've, yeah. I think they've come out one with GameCube and they also had one yeah, for Switch one. Too. Switch one Wii, and I think they have those a Wii are, one? I don't know. I don't remember there being a Wii one. I'm sure they okay. did. Switch one, the um, Switch one I know is there. Yeah, but the the one for N64 is great. The, all the characters had their different uh, skills and ability. You could play double, so all four you could have four people playing with you at a time. Um, yeah, and just making sure you would like pick like a power person and maybe a skill person or fast person because usually the power people were slow. Uh, it just made a huge difference, and you know timing the serve right. It was. Just, there was for as simple as it was, there was a lot of strategy and, you know, strategic uh, gameplay that had to go into, into playing Mario tennis. Um, and it was a lot of fun. Um, the different courts with the different speeds. So if you're playing on a slower court or a court that had a lot of good spin, having a special character that could do good spins was good um, to have. So yeah, it just, it was a fun game. I played a lot of it uh, in high school and yeah, that was number three for me. That's that's a good one. That is one. Um, the Switch one I did not like, but the the N sixty four one is really really good. And the controller it really is, is simple, and it just it works. It works. Like you said, yep. that's another one where the controller is really good for that game. Yep. Um, I think it's I think that's a great pick. All right, my number two. We're getting two. down to it. This is another Switch game. Um, it's somebody who, like I said, didn't grow up with the 64 until, like I said, my sister got one in 2000, but I was I was fully entrenched in PlayStation for the most part um, and never had a GameCube, never had a Wii or a Wii U. Didn't I didn't have a Nintendo until a, a Switch I recently saw or last couple of years I bought. That is Mario Kart 8 Deluxe on the Switch. Um, mm. Is like I 
not the biggest Mario Kart guy because obviously I didn't play a ton. I played a lot of Mario Kart 64 at my neighbor's house, but um, that game is so much fun. It's just so good. It's got online. Like I don't have a lot of times where like I can't. I try to get your sister to play Mario Kart with me all the time because she doesn't. She likes Mario Kart, but she likes to play mm-hmm. it on her phone still. She won't play it with a controller. Um, okay. So she won't play. So playing online has been great. It was really cool because you get to go through and unlock all the different cars and all the different um, parasails and all the different mm-hmm. wheels. So like there's something to do. Then you take it online. Then, you know, Nintendo released all these extra tracks instead of making a new game. They released like 30 or 40 new tracks for like 15 bucks. So I bought those and racing with those. And, um, you know, I like when you guys came over for Maddie's christening or like if my sister's kids come over, like it's so much fun seeing like the next generation learn how to play that game because it's so nice. Yeah. Like they have the little feature. You tap a button on the top of the controller. It automatically steers for them and it automatically man- That's manages really cool. Gas. So like I literally just I turn that on for for the kids and like they still feel like they're playing because technically they are, but they also aren't finishing dead last anymore. So like all yep. these like um uh not proof of life but like quality of life things that they've changed since back in the day just a fun ass video game i love mario kart i will not play double dash though with you and greg because you guys kick my ass every time you're <laughs> inhumane uh if i see Sorry baby park that. one more time on, it's uh, on the double best dash. one oh it is and it's in mario kart 8 deluxe and i love it in in that version is but, it eight um, laps in deluxe yes it is as well okay yes it Good. is um oh yeah oh it's official it's official Vinny. um but yeah see i gotta get you guys to play that on switch because maybe i'd have a fighting chance but uh yeah mario kart 8 deluxe if you like mario kart that's the one to have for sure so nice yeah i i like that i I saw will playing it um at maddie's christening and Mm -hmm. i just thought it was really cool that they have that feature where it's an auto drive feature yeah um he's you know after that uh after that weekend, he we came home and we have a Wii and he was asking to play Mario Kart on there. And so we got that and he's OK at that. But I mean, obviously, there's some yeah. times where he's just driving all over the place and he, he can do well. Like he's gotten first place. Obviously, I don't try as hard um, when I'm playing with him because I don't want to crush his soul. Um, and we you do play with like the. Me. Yeah, uh, well, I mean, you're an adult, Justin, um, uh, or you you appear to be one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, but yeah, it. I mean, that was a really cool feature. I thought, um, and it would be like one reason why I get a switch is to be able to yeah. have that game and to be able to, you know, have him be able to, you know, play and not get dead last and still be able to drive straight as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's a really good pick uh, for your number two. That was your number Thank two, you. right? That was my I'm losing two. track. All right, yes. um, yeah, having a hard time counting down from five. It's getting late. Uh, yes, it um, is. No, my number two was Super, uh, Super Smash Brothers Brawl on the Wii. Oh, okay. Uh, this was a really good one. Uh, this is one where the the one for N sixty four is iconic. Uh, but I think what they did with the Wii is they had like a story mode in it and you could go through and play that on your own um, mm-hmm. because 
if you're just doing the brawl aspect of it, yeah, you need people to play with you. Again, playing with computers like like a Mario Party would be very frustrating. But this one actually had like a story where you're defeating, going through levels and defeating people. I thought was really cool and a lot of fun. Um, you know, unlocking all the characters. Uh, that was way more than in uh, the N64 one. I'm mm-hmm. not good at it. I know uh, my buddy Dr. Mantis is a phenomenal player. I remember I, I owned the game and I played like just a story mode because I didn't have a lot of people to play with me. Um, and I know like he used to play that religiously in college. And I think we came home for like winter break once. I'm like, Oh, I'm going to beat him at this game. I own the game. He just wiped the floor with me. It wasn't even close. I had like, it was so frustrating. I was like, all right, we're not playing this game anymore. I'm, I'm over it. Whatever. (laughs) Um, he just absolutely wiped the floor. I am not that good at that game, but the, the story mode in it, I was really good at, and that was a lot of fun to play. So number two for me was smash brothers brawl. That's uh that's interesting. Like I never play. The only one I played a lot of was the original on N sixty four. I would go down to our neighbor's house because they had it on N sixty four, and I liked that a lot. I always would pick Mario because I liked his. Uh, uh, he had some move like you could punch someone and coins would shoot out of him. I always thought that was cool, mm-hmm. so I would always play that a ton. I picked up the one for Switch, had it for a few months. I just couldn't get into it. I don't know why. Um, I sucked at it. Maybe that's why. So I traded it in, got my got most of my money back for it. But uh, yeah, those early ones were really enjoyable. Um, and it's so cool. Like if you would have told me as a kid, like oh, all these cool video game characters that you love are all in this game and you can fight mm-hmm. against each other. Like that would have been such a dream as a child. So um. Yeah, I think that's a that's an awesome pick. Who yep. who was your main character? Who would you pick all the time? Man, it would I can't I can't remember. I actually don't even remember the the character's <laughs> name, but 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 it was it wasn't like Mario or you know one of the it was a it was a sword fight. He had like a sword and Ooh. I forgot who who it was. Um yeah, for Smash Brothers Brawl, I I can't remember it. I was yeah, I picked him, and I think I beat the story mode with him. Um, but yeah, it, it wasn't like a Mario character or anything like that. So yeah. nice. Okay. I can't, right. Unfortunately, I can't remember it. Been too long since I played that game. No worries, all good. All right, we're down to my final number one, right? Yep. What is your number one, Justin? This was really tough, but this is a classic. Uh, uh, <laughs> Another instance of my sister getting a video game console. Uh, when when did she buy this? This would have been like ninety eight. She wanted she wanted her own console because she didn't want to play PlayStation with me. So she, my parents got her a Super Nintendo. So by nineteen ninety eight, Super Nintendos were probably like fifty bucks because I mean those that's that's yeah. way past when it came out. Um, but as somebody who didn't grow up with one, it was pretty cool. And I remember we only had like three or four games for it because I was playing PlayStation all the time. And my parents bought my sister Super Mario World on Super Nintendo, which is just like the iconic classic Mario game. Um, and is that I the first one? The, that was the first one on Super Nintendo, not regular okay. Nintendo. So uh, this is the first one that had like Yoshi in it where you could hop on his back and re- follow. You know, oh, yeah. It had the it had the ghost houses or the haunted houses that you would go in. And if you turn your back, the ghost would follow you and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, 
But I remember, like, my sister and I, like I said, we didn't play a lot of video games together. That was more my thing. That wasn't really her thing. But I remember one winter break or Christmas break when we got it, like, we went through every day and we played a few levels and we literally beat the game together. And I think that is the only time we've ever done that. And it was so much fun. Now, I guarantee you, if I ask her this, like, if I text her tomorrow and say, hey, do you remember when we do this? She will not remember this at all. So I don't know if it's just a memory <laughs> I have because I'm the video game, you know, sibling. Yeah. Um, but that game's still like you can pop in that game. It's on Nintendo Switch on like the the old old consoles or whatever that you can play on there. And it just it feels so good. It feels like the classic games from the original Nintendo, which I grew up playing. Um, but this one's got Yoshi. Yoshi is cool. And it's just so much fun. There's so such variety of levels and stuff. So my number one, that's pr- this probably a. A cheap out answer, but uh, Super Mario World, you couldn't ask for a better Mario game. It still holds up for sure. Nice. Um, yeah, that's a good one. Do you ever play uh, Super Mario Brothers 2? Yes. I recently went back and beat that. I had that for Nintendo. Yeah. Okay. Where you could be like Peach and she would like float mm-hmm. around. Yeah. Um, totally yeah. different than all the other. One. Totally different than all. That was one of my honorable mentions. Did you know, Vinny? Fun fact. That game was originally released in Japan. It was not a Mario Brothers game or a Mario game. It was some random game. It was called really? Do- it was called Doki Doki Panic. I don't know what that means in Japanese, but it was called Doki Doki Panic. Had four characters that all could do the same things that the Mario ones could. Um, yep. But when Mario One released for Nintendo and it was such a hit, Mario Two uh, was originally the same same game as Mario one, but with more harder levels and like literally impossible levels that they thought Americans wouldn't be able to handle, which is true. Yeah. So they literally took this other game that was much easier, took out all the other characters, put in Mario and peach and toad and Luigi and put in their, those guys and uh, made it a Mario game. And that's how it became Mario two. Nice. Interesting. Yeah, I did not know that. For you. you did not. Yeah. There you go. Happy to oblige. That's good. Nice. Thank you. You're, you're my welcome. number one. Uh, <laughs> my my number one um, will be no surprise to you, but is Mario Kart Double Dash. Oh um, yes, 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 yes. I think it's uh, probably the best game uh, for for Mario Kart. Although I haven't played Eight Deluxe that much, um, but yeah, Double Dash was amazing. Having two characters on there, you could be you could play as a team. I always thought that was fun. Um, we used to do that a lot in high school. Uh, we would have you know four guys, we'd all team up, and again, your characters meant something. You know, if you would get like you would double Koopas, you would get a lot of shells to throw at people, you'd pick Donkey and Diddy Kong. You get a lot of bananas. Um, they would have like special. They would also have specials too that those characters would get. Like Donkey Kong's special was a giant banana that if someone ran into it, made him spin out, but also broke the banana up into like sm- like five smaller bananas as well to stay on the track for people to slip on. Um, you know, there, there. Yeah, it was it was a great game. Um, it would have been awesome if they would like reboot that game and then mm-hmm. also have like more tracks. Uh, but it was it was a lot of fun, a lot of fun to play with people. But you can also play again. Uh, you can play that on your own and have fun as well. Um, but yeah, that one a lot of time spent in high school on the weekends playing Double Dash, um, and that game never got old, especially if you had four people with you. If someone would qu- want to quit and play something else, <laughs> but 
Um, usually it was always the losing team. Um, but yeah, it was a lot of fun and a lot of time could be wasted spent uh, playing that. So yeah, I, I, that's my number one. Uh, see, that's my least favorite Mario Kart because I have too many bad that's, memories of you guys just because you get my ass. owned. Yeah, I get owned is owned is putting it mildly. That's the PC. That's the PC <laughs> version of what you guys do to me. All right. Uh, you got any honorable mentions? I, I just had the one that was Mario Party. Um, okay. I don't remember which one I played in college a lot, but yeah, Mario Party's yeah. on my honorable mention. Uh, I had Mario Kart 64, Mario 2, the original Super Mario Bros. for Nintendo, like the original. Uh, I still go back and play that. Mario Golf, but on the Game Boy Color. That was the one Game Boy, one of the Game Boy games I had. And then the last two were for the Switch. Uh, the first one is Mario Maker 2, which I don't know if you've ever heard of that, but it's got like 60 levels, you know, regular Mario levels. It's 2D, you know, side scrolling. But then it's also got this huge, robust online creator where you can literally make as many different Mario levels as you want. They can, you can mix and match from the different games. You can add things, you can change things. You can, it's really cool. You can make it as really hard or as difficult or as easy as you want. Uh, so when Maddie gets a little bit older, I'm looking forward to like, you know, if she likes video games, like making some levels for her to try and play so she gets into it. And then lastly, nice. uh, Mario Odyssey is the Switch Mario game that's kind of like Mario 64, but it's the it's, you know, way better. Uh, they actually have a world that you go to that looks like Mario 64, where it's all polygonal and jaggy and stuff. That's like that. cool. That cool. That was really neat. So that's a great game. That was I had almost in my top five because that's a really good game. Uh, and that's all my nice. that's all I got. Did you ever um, used to ha have like a what T T eighty five T eighty three calculator? Yes, I did. Where you would yes, I did. have? Did you have the Mario game on your calculator as well? Vinny, um, this might surprise you, but our school said you weren't supposed to have games on your calculator, so I didn't have games on my calculator. <laughs> uh, what? Are you surprised? Yeah, they said no games on calculators. So at one point, I remember one of my friends in study hall, we sat in the back. He plugged in his cord to transfer games to me. And I was like, oh, man, this is wrong. This this isn't good. I shouldn't be doing this. I'm going to get in trouble. Uh, oh my God. You're, you're, you're talking to like Mr. 4.0 GPA. I was worried. Um, and so <laughs> he did. He did transfer one game. I had fall up or fall down where it was literally like just a brick and like the screen was moving and you had to try and find the openings to get through. It was a really crappy game. Um, but I remember everybody had the, was it drug wars where you had to like trade drugs and stuff? Everyone oh, had I remember that one. Yep. Yeah. But I did not have Mario. Was Mario a calculator game too? Um, yes, there was like a version. I, I want to say there was a version of it. Cause you could, again, like you could build your own levels too. On that, so a lot of people would build their own levels and you know trade them and everything like that to other people. Um, <clears throat> and yeah, I, I remember that being on there. I remember Galaga being one of the bigger oh, yeah, games yeah, yeah, to play yeah. as well on there. But yeah, I just I thought about that. Um, just you know when you were talking about the the Mario game built being able to build that um, yeah. build levels. So yeah, I had to mention that to see if you had cool. it. But it does not surprise me that you. <sighs> That you were afraid to have well, the games afraid, on your calculator. Afraid is a strong word. There was concern. Justin, you were afraid. <laughs> let's be honest, let's, because you were worried about getting caught. Let's right? also pre, not pre. Let's. This is also way 
before I was diagnosed with anxiety. So clearly, uh, if I had medication back then, oh, throw all the games, put whatever the hell you want on my calculator. <laughs> I don't care. So there you go. Um, all right. Should we burn through these write-ins and then we can get to bed? Yep. <laughs> all right. Sounds good. You, Johan. All right. Um, all right. Alex wrote in. He said Mario and the Seven Stars on Super Nintendo. That is really cool. I've seen him play that. He was the one I would go to their house. Him and his brothers who wrote in next. Uh, that was an RPG, kind of like Final Fantasy, but for Mario. He also said Super Mario World. That was my number one. Paper Mario on the GameCube is I've heard really good things. Smash Brothers and a throwback to Mario's Gaming Gallery, which he also went to the same grade school I did. So we got our fill of Mario's Gaming Gallery. Nice. Derek writes in Super Mario RPG Legend of the Seven Stars. Yeah, I've never heard of that one. No, it's kind of like, yeah, it's kind of like Final Fantasy, but with Mario characters. All right. uh, And then to round off the last brother of these three, Jared writes in Paper Mario, the Thousand Year Door, Paper Mario, Luigi's Mansion. I forgot that Mario shows up in Luigi's Mansion. Uh, Super Smash Brothers and Mario RPG Legend of the Seven Stars. You can tell they're all brothers. They played that game a ton. I remember watching them play that occasionally. Nice. Isn't Luigi dead in that game? Luigi's Mansion? I don't think so. I have I've never Isn't played it? one and two. I've played I have Mario I have Luigi Mansion three for Switch. He's alive in that one. I thought I thought there was a Easter egg where he walks into a room and it looks the character, there's like a silhouette of like a character that's like hanging there. Like oh they God, that sounds awful. No? I've, you didn't hear never you never heard, heard that? No. No, now that I'll have to look that. All right, I'm going to look that, that up, up now. But I, yeah, it's I like almost positive. It's the first one that's in there. He walks in the room and there's like a silhouette of someone, and it look kind of looks like uh, his character. Well, that's, that's grim. Um, yeah. So mo- moving on from that morbid discussion, um, Greg writes in uh, Donkey Kong for Atari, Super Mario Three. Uh, Super Mario RPG, I'm guessing, is that the Legend of the Seven Stars? I, yes, it is. Yes, it is. Okay. Super Smash Brothers and Mario Kart 64. I couldn't decide between these uh, two. Super Mario Wii, uh, Super Mario plus Rabbid Ki- Rabbids Kingdom Battle. Is that the game yep, that, that you were talking yep, about? That's the one I was talking about. That's okay. a good one. All right, Jake writes in Mario 64, Paper Mario, Mario Party, Super Smash Brothers, and Mario Kart. Pretty self-explanatory there. Nice. Is this... uh, I'm going to butcher this name. Thanks for leaving me this one. I think it's Kruka. Kruka. Kruka writes in. Thanks for writing in, Kruka. Uh, (laughs) Super Mario... Is it Super Mario? Sunshine, Okay, Super Mario Sunshine and Mario Maker. Both games you or I guess Mario Maker you mentioned. Oh. Yes, yes. Um, all right. Dean writes in Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. That's the Switch version. Mario Kart Eight, Super Mario Odyssey, Super Mario Galaxy Two. Oh, Gal- Super Mario Galaxy is really good too. Uh, I heard that Super was Mario good. Land Two. Um, I have not Super Mario Land Two. I think oh is Super Mario Land Two. I, I might is be Yoshi's the- Island. I don't know. It doesn't matter. I'm talking a lot here. Um, all right. Okay. What do we got next? Emmanuel writes in uh, number five, Mario and Luigi Bowser's Inside Story. Uh, number four, Mario Super Mario Land 2, Six Golden Coins. Number mm-hmm. three, Super Mario 3D World, Bowser's Fury. Number mm-hmm. two, Super Mario Odyssey. Number one, Mario and Luigi Superstar Saga. I don't remember nice. what that is. I don't think I heard of any of those games. 
No, I know. Well, Super Mario Odyssey is the Switch one. Super Mario Land 2, Six Golden Coins is on the GameCube. I think we had that for our GameCube. That was pretty cool. Uh, Nick writes in Mario, Super Mario World, Smash Brothers Melee, Mario 3, Mario 64, and Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. Good choice. Nice. Trent writes in Super Mario Brothers 3, number one. Uh, Number two, Super Mario Galaxy, number three, Super Mario Odyssey, number four, Mario and Luigi, Bowser's Inside Story, number five, Super Mario World. Good choices. All right. And last but not least, Sam writes in Paper Mario, The Thousand Year Door, Super Mario Galaxy 2, Super Smash Brothers Ultimate, Mario Kart 8, and Mario Party 2. Good choice, Sam. All right. Nice. We've, we've made it. We're done. Oof. We would have been done like five minutes earlier if I wouldn't have messed up all our audio to start off. But uh, hey. Probably. That's okay. Probably. Thank you, Vinny. I appreciate it. All right. Well. Uh, thank you to all of you that are listening. Remember, you can find us in a variety of ways. If you're on our YouTube channel, like, share, and subscribe our videos. We'd greatly appreciate it. YouTube.com slash baseball, whatever. You can tweet us at baseball and what if you'd like to follow us. You can find us on Instagram at baseball and whatever. TikTok at baseball and whatever if you're one of the cool kids. Uh, you can email the show baseball and whatever at gmail.com. Find us on all your podcast apps of choice. If you're on Apple, leave us a five-star review. And if you're on Spotify, leave us a positive review. We would greatly appreciate it. I think we're up to 24 reviews now we have like a 4.8 or 4.9 rating so please give us a rating and lastly if you don't want to do any of that stuff okay but maybe if you know someone who likes chicago sports or likes pop culture or video games or movies or tv or star wars tell them about us and tell them to check us out we'd appreciate it uh all right Vinny, you got anything else no i don't all right well on that note we will see you all next week with more Baseball and whatever. Take care, everybody. We'll see you next week. You're still here? It's over. Go home. <laughs>